This afternoon, the Vancouver Airport has announced it's investing $40 million into a plan to avoid that travel chaos during extreme weather. What travel chaos, you might be saying? Well, back in December, remember what happened during those winter snowstorms? For the second straight day, Vancouver's International Airport doubled as a staging area for chaos, frustration and even sorrow. Passengers who have waited days now to get on their flights sprawled all over YVR, with some still having no indication of just how long they will be here. With young children as well, it's, it's tough to keep them um, amused and interested. What went wrong here? Yeah, I want to acknowledge it was a really challenging last couple of days for, for travellers across Canada in airports and at, uh, in, air, uh, uh, in aircraft. On Tuesday, 30 centimetres of snow threw a gigantic wrench into the massive holiday operations here at YVR. More than 24 hours later, a spokesperson finally provided some answers. At times there have been some communications breakdown uh, and that led to uh, lots of questions here on the floor. YVR blames the unexpected snowfall for the cancellations, delays and general bedlam at its terminal, saying the amount that came down surpassed their estimates by more than double. You mentioned that this was in the forecast. Why not over-prepare leading up to it? Yeah, we do to a certain degree, but uh, for context, uh, that was triple the amount of snow that was, was forecast, and I don't think anybody across this region uh, could have ever uh, prepared uh, in that way. And despite national spotlight now on the operational failures at YVR, CEO Tamara Vrooman has yet to publicly address the situation, not responding to requests for an interview. I've been crying all day because nobody is giving me an answer. So I've been calling Flair Airlines, and they... What they only said is, uh, well, I can't, what can I do for you? Are they going to make it home for the Christmas Day? You know, unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I have to be frank with, with folks. Uh, it's going to be a challenging next few days, and there are going to be continued delays and cancellations. Uh, Global News, that was back in December. And to be fair, YVR did come out, albeit a little bit later, in giving some clarification on their communications plans that went awry. And more than that, there is now this $40 million plan to avoid the chaos and improve communications. Well, at the time we talked with Claire Newell with Travel Best Bets, we'll bring back Claire now. And Claire, you've looked over what YVR is planning to make things different the next time we head into this type of weather. What do you think of the plan? Oh, I think this is such welcome news. Anyone who actually was traveling during that window of December the 17th through until the 28th will probably find this as welcome news. I actually flew on December the 23rd, and I was maybe one of a handful of flights that got out. Like, every flight around me I was remember. marked red. You yeah, were lucky, it, but uh, you knew others that weren't. I knew many that weren't, and for you know, there were lots of lessons learned in that, and obviously YVR took this very seriously. The fact that they actually asked for this after-action review of the situation and have now implemented changes, I know it's a, you know, mid-April, that's not that long to have done that, received feedback from over 1,500 passengers and members of the public, and to put this into play. And they're putting money where their mouth is, and it's really great to see. It is a really comprehensive list of things. They actually have it on their website, which is yvr.ca slash 
action plan if you really wanted to see it. But they, they're focusing on five key areas. And one of the things that I think people were really frustrated about was the lack of communication. Yeah. It just seemed like people didn't get the info that they needed. I remember telling people, you know, the airlines are going to try and reach out to you the best way that they can. So make sure that when you've made a booking and if you're imminently flying, that they have the up-to-the-minute contact information. So if that's a cell phone or an email, make sure they've got the right ones and maybe even a backup so that you can get the information and just be assured that you actually know what exactly is happening. Was one hand not talking to the other back in December. So I think that this is going to solve some of that problem. Yeah, I hope so. You know, they they said that they're going to be adding new staff, um, improving training and leverage technology, increased communication, as well as the things that are kind of concrete, like additional equipment that's actually going to keep more aircraft moving in situations like that. But keeping passengers well informed um, and having people on the front line, letting people know what to do, where to go. You know, people were running around the airport and literally did not know what was going on. And people, because they didn't know, they were spending hours and hours and hours before they were finally at going home or, or being told anything. So this is this is good news. And the sad part is, is that we know that with um, climate change, that these types of extreme weather disruptions may happen more frequently, which is really sad to think about, but it means that the the airport needs to have all of their systems and processes all lined up so that they know exactly what to do in this case. And there's, I mean, there's no way around it. There's going to be situations where there's extreme snow and ice and things, and there's going to be delays and there's going to be cancellations. But if they can mitigate the damage with some of the improvements, I think that's coming a long way. Getting everybody on board with the same information is so terribly difficult. Oh, It really is, because when you think of a plane that's either landing or taking off from Vancouver or is, you know, on its way, there's so many other, there's so many factors. It's not just because the plane uh, can't be de-iced quick enough and, and head somewhere. Perhaps that aircraft is coming in or going to an airport that is all also dealing with things with yeah. like bad weather and that's exactly what happened right across the country and it was happening almost all over north america except for a few tiny tiny pockets like <laughs> phoenix arizona where i happened to be flying or maui and honolulu where those flights were going so because there were so many airports that were dealing with this domino effect you know you do need different partners and players all somehow getting the information and then passing along to their frontline staff and then ultimately to the consumers themselves. So it's, it is complicated and it's not, I wish it was a quick fix and we didn't have to be dealing with this, but I think what I like about this um, and what YBR has done is they, they have, they saw what happened. They knew that there was a situation and they have learned from it. You know, if this was, if this, some airports may not have done what YVR has done. They've lived it, kind of, it, it happened, and then it just, they're saying, okay, well, hopefully it doesn't happen again. They're preparing in case this does happen again, so it's very positive, from my standpoint, anyway. I think so, but one of the big things you'll remember was uh, this amount of time on the tarmac. That was a theme oh. that we heard again and again and again. Terrible stories, up to 12 hours or more, 
and uh, misinformation or conflicting information. Do you think the things in this plan would reduce tarmac, stuck on the tarmac in the plane type time? Yeah, I think so. I think that they're going to put in things where they will be, they'll ensure that within 30 minutes of taxiing off the runway, that type of like, and if you're, if you're taxiing out, you, you won't have long, long waits. That was insane. Like we saw people, like you said, eight, 10, 12 hours. Um, they won't let that happen again. And I'm not saying that it will never happen. That's, that would be unrealistic, but it would be, very rare for that to happen at YVR. If they, if they put, you know, the the efforts in that it seems to be that they've put into this report, and I think that it's worth reading the action plan, especially for those people who yeah. were stuck, just so that they they know exactly what's happening. But you know, they're looking at prioritization of aircraft on the airfield. They're going to be looking at making um, improving the ability to track delayed baggage because if if you were part of that where you were checking a bag, people often didn't get that their bag for days after they had landed, and they're going to use real-time technology. Um, they're going to be using um, a, a new digital apron monitoring tool, and the aprons are those uh, kind of the devices that go from the gate onto the aircraft, and they, you know, they retract. Uh, and pull back. So they're going to be looking at all of these things. And again, that's really going to help with the situation that we never want to see again. No more 12 hours on the, on the term back. Never, ever. <laughs> Indeed. Claire Newell, Travel Best Bets. Uh, thanks again. Let's hope for better times ahead when we're at the airport, even in the storms. Well, this is very promising in what's put in this action plan. Let's hope it all comes to fruition. Well, promising indeed. $40 million plan to avoid that travel chaos announced by YVR.